Oh, I have to start recording too, don't I? Well, this is going to be exciting stuff, I tell you. When people hear this, they're going to be knocked off there. Welcome to House of Imp episode 33 for November 1st, 2017. I'm your host, Jenny Kay, and uh, somewhere around here is Imp. Up to no good, I'm sure. A little bit later on, we will be talking to uh, Bill Babcock, a friend, a collaborator, a bandmate, about hmm, a bit of perfectionism, a bit of... uh, Feedback, diplomacy, hmm, something like that. But first, we're going to see um, what Imp has been doing behind my back. Some uh, anxiety-inducing project, no doubt. So I'll see you on the flip side. Thanks. Yeah, you're never going to be no rock star. Gee, thanks for reminding me. Check what that. do you want? Check what? What am I looking at? Uh, it's, it's on the screen. Oh, jeez. Thanks, dude. Uh, okay. Yeah? So that's... It's, uh, it's a blog. Since um, when do you write blogs? Like yesterday. That's cool. Or something. Wow. Okay. So just just submit it. Okay. Yeah, you got the yeah, button right I, there. I need you to look and uh, see. You see, see what... See what it says there? It says... Uh, uh, they, uh, yeah, it says important. Just, just read it. Okay, like it says important. important. Make it sure you important. check your grammar, check your spelling, check your layouts, blah, blah, blah. Don't steal stuff. Uh-huh. Copyright uh-huh. and shit. Okay, did you yeah. did you run the spell checker on that? Did you? I mean, I'm just looking at your title here. Sex since that, your cat what, is a demon. That, it puts just squiggly lines all over the place and it looks stupid. And yeah, I didn't, yeah, it I, does that. Uh, that's kind of the point. Uh, yeah. But, I, I don't want squiggly lines on my blog. Oh. Okay. Well, well then yeah, you, what about that word there? Is, is that good? K-A cat. Yeah, it is, it's good. It's perfect. Um, uh, no problem. Are you sure? Yeah, yeah. You, sure. You gonna Absolutely. read it? I am reading it. I just read. It. Okay, one. I cats. It's science, you know. I, it's, it's important. So. Okay. Just, yeah, no, it's fine. I just read it. I, just I it. submit it. Sure. But, just. Okay. Just push the button. Sure. Now. Okay. Clicky, 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 right now. It's out. And it's out. I'm so happy for you. People are going to be amazed. Can I take it back? Nope. Buddy, 
trust me. It's, uh, it's good. Welcome back. I'm Jenny Kay and I'm here with Imp. Hello. And we have a guest today for the first time. And uh, are you going to be nice? Uh, I never make promises. All you right. should know that by now. Fair enough. So, just, just let's do it. Here's Bill. My name is Bill Babcock. And um, first and foremost, I'm the, uh, the guitar player and co-writer of the songs in the band Icarus Machine. Um, I am a regular collaborator on Compose.com. I graduated from the Berklee College of Music in 1987 with a degree in music production and engineering. Um, bounced around Boston, working in a few studios here and there, playing in original rock bands, trying to be a rock star. Of course. Um, and then, yeah, and then segued into a real life where I started writing software, um, which in turn now allows me to buy all the toys that I really want so I can <laughs> so I can do all this music thing. Um, that's pretty much the, the synopsis. Yeah, thanks. And Imp is wondering. I, I, um, I heard you have cats. Oh, yes, I do. I'm sorry, Imp. We have three cats, um, but I don't let them up to the studio. Um, it's, so it's a you know, cat-free environment up here. Um, uh, the other, I suppose the other tidbit about me is I, uh, I enjoy a nice bourbon every now and then. Mm-hmm. Um, that would probably be the extent of my, uh, my transgressions at this age. <laughs> Might be just as well. There comes a day when that rock star lifestyle doesn't feel so alluring anymore. Yeah, I feel like that Ringo Starr song, you know, I can't take it anymore. It just makes me, you know, I wake up sleeping on the floor, that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't smoke it no more. I'm tired of waking up on the floor. So we are both verified perfectionists. And that is the reason why we're recording this again Despite us having a perfectly good episode for Wednesday, why do we do that? Why is it never good enough? It has ah, to be because it's perfect. There's always an opportunity to improve on what you've done. Yeah, but when do we take it too far? We because we do sometimes. Oh. I do. Maybe not. Well, you, perfectionism is I an do. interesting thing. I mean. Uh, as we've discussed on uh, other times, you know, it's it's sort of a matter of what your goal is, what the thing you're doing, what's the uh, what's the purpose, and you know, there are times when you know you want to make something perfect, and so you work very hard to get it exactly right because that's what you're putting out there as your final product, if you will. Um, and then there's also times when you're trying to work on something to get feedback and. Striving for perfection is really sort of antithetical to the whole process because you end up putting so much time into something that you're probably going to change anyway. So you have to sort of pick and choose when you know perfectionism uh, makes sense uh, versus when you really just want to uh, iteratively uh, develop something. Uh, that goes for software. It goes for doing music. I mean, almost everything, really, if you think about it. Yeah, that's certainly true. And I have this thing that got stuck in my head many years ago, and it's still sticking pretty hard. And that is that you only have one chance to make a first impression. And I feel that anything I publish or post 
is a first impression to someone. So I hesitate to publish stuff that is not right. And that's absurd because it simply isn't possible. It's not. No, I don't think so. I mean, well, again, too, I mean, it's easy to overdo it, right? I mean, perfectionism is important when you're trying to get it to represent what you want it to represent. But also at the same time, it's so easy to overdo it where you get to a point where you never do anything. That's, <laughs> you know, Right. That's my problem right there. I don't know how many thousands of different projects are lying around on my old hard drives collecting dust. And they will never see the light of day. And I'll never get anything back from that. Well, yeah. And, no... And- feedback good or bad and it's a shame really you never learn from it uh you know uh i worked for a company uh years ago Uh, i think i mentioned this the other day when we were talking where we had this concept of uh meritocracy of ideas Uh, the basic premise is that the best ideas will will, uh, come to the surface after you expose them and run them through some scrutiny from everybody and usually that involved a lot of banging on the idea from all the other people around you. Um, but coupled with that is a Japanese concept um, called Kaizen, which means continuous improvement. Kaizen! And if you, you know, you sort of take your ideas, even rough ones, and you throw them out there, but you continuously improve them, you will get to the point where they're probably perfect enough. Um, but you, know, you do have to make that cutoff. You know, you have to say, you know, now's the time to go. And if people didn't do that, if artists didn't do that, uh, if uh, people in software didn't do that, you'd miss out on all those wonderful uh, mistakes that turn into big deals. A perfect example would be um, in filming the first Jurassic Park movie, uh, the uh, animators were struggling with trying to make the dinosaurs look realistic. And uh, one of the guys writing the software introduced a bug into the software. And all of a sudden, it was like the dinosaurs looked real. And it was because he introduced a a software bug in the math that, as a function, uh, introduced uh, randomness. Mm -hmm. And, And that itself has translated into the biggest revolution in CGI uh, since the you know the, the 1990s, um, but you know if you're not willing to just try stuff and throw it out there, even if it's not perfect, that would have been missed. Well, certainly shows that perfect is not always right. Well, in fact, yeah, it shows that shows that shows that imperfect was perfect in this particular case. My impression of you is that you are cool-headed and level and composed in every situation is that uh... (laughs) Uh, no not really um (laughs) i'm glad to hear it but my problem is uh, i shouldn't call it my problem my feeling is that it gets squirrely to get feedback on your feedback i mean you can give someone your opinion and it feels right because of course we always think we are right but what we get back is uh, abuse or simply you're wrong. And how do we handle giving and receiving feedback and just dealing with yeah. it? Yeah, well, I mean, so f- the first thing is that 
in any sort of artistic endeavor um, or any creative endeavor, right? This this applies to you know making food, right? The first time you make a uh, some pasta for somebody, you know you, you're you've put something out there in front of someone, and you're saying, "Try this and tell me what you think." What you don't really want to hear is, "This is the worst thing I've ever eaten." <laughs> Or, you know, you, you don't want someone to go, oh, you know, that kind of thing is never a good response. You know, you don't mind being told that, well, the sauce is a little thin or the pasta is overcooked. You know, th- those are things you can act on. But visceral responses without constructive criticism uh, tend to leave you feeling negative about the whole process. So. When you're getting feedback from people, I think there's a th- few things you need to do as a, uh, a person asking for the feedback or looking for the feedback. You have to be able to sort of step back and you have to be able to kind of just uh, disassociate yourself with the immediacy of the moment. Yeah. Um, spe- especially online, because, you know, feedback online comes across as pretty stark typed content. And you're missing the the emotional and physical cues of being right there in front of somebody where you can watch their face and and their body language and really that is a great chunk of how we actually communicate lacking that you're relying on someone to interpret those um those cues for you and what they type and by and large people aren't really good at that i mean it's not still uh, a natural thing uh, for people who aren't good at writing, yeah. to translate those uh, emotions and cues into the text, um, and then also you're faced with, uh, especially nowadays, you you know when you're working with people in a collaborative environment, whether it be you know at work or on compose or someplace like that, um, you're faced with people all over the world for whom English is uh, probably not their first language at all, and. You know, you, a lot of times people resort to things like Google Translate and stuff like that. Or if you're me and you actually try to use the the few years of French that you took, <laughs> uh, it probably comes out pretty bad, you know, and yeah. or very or very bald. And you have to be able to sort of step away and, and think about yeah. the person. I'm also thinking about cultures. As a Scandinavian, I notice things sometimes between Sweden and Canada, little things, but they surprise me. So, oh yeah, well, it can well, be sure, sure. I mean, in uh, certain Asian cultures, you know, you, you're you're so um, couched uh, to be very polite and thoughtful yeah. um, from you know day one, where uh, you know giving. Uh, direct and honest feedback is, you know, that's a tricky thing for for a lot of those cultures, you know. Um, So, yeah, you're definitely faced with that. I suffer from constant publishing regret, no matter what I publish. And uh, do you ever have that anxiety Uh, at all? um, I don't know about publishing regrets. I mean, uh, yeah, you know, there there are always those moments when you uh, you know due to you know the late hour or perhaps having consumed a few too many uh, alcoholic beverages where you make a poor decision about pushing the button. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I've never I done that. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I've I've had my share of those. Not not so many lately, though. I try to be a little bit more a little bit more thoughtful about not posting anything after midnight. Although that. Uh, I, 
I violate that often. Um, no, I don't think so because I try to spend a lot of time trying to get everything uh, exactly the way I think it should be. Um, I mean, there are times when I post I posted up raw material with the expectation that it's raw and that it will develop, but uh, that doesn't bother me either. Um, I'm pretty usually fairly confident in what I'm posting up and how it'll be received, and uh, at least as far as the quality of it. I mean, no one's going to like everything, and, and most people, you know, uh, aren't into exactly what I'm into musically. So it's that's no surprise to me either. Yeah. And have you ever asked someone for an opinion and uh, known right away that was a bad move? Well, <clears throat> yeah, not oh well, not immediately. Usually, I mean, I, I tend to realize that people who are close to you are going to just say, "Oh, it's awesome." Yep. <laughs> and, and 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 you know that that without even putting a lot of effort into it in some ways. Um, uh, I did ask a friend whom I've worked with on music before um, to uh, listen to our first album, actually. Oh, yeah. And uh, give me feedback on the music. I wanted to know what he thought of the songs, what he thought of the <clears throat> the flow of the um, the album itself, um, what he thought of the concepts and, and, and the production and, and the musicianship and, and all of those things. And uh, it was kind of funny because I asked two people actually. Uh, one one of them gave me you know fantastic and very focused feedback all the way through. Um, the other person gave me really good feedback, but it was all positive. There was nothing negative. And you know mm. it, he finally admitted it's like you know I'm really not good at this. <laughs> <laughs> you know it's not I I just don't do a good job of giving you know feedback and criticism. I just don't I can't do it. And uh, so that was kind of a, a, a funny sort of a, a thing. You know, the, the conversation was a little awkward because I was like, well, sure you can. You can tell me anything you want. And it, it took me a moment to really get what he was saying. You know, it was like he was just uncomfortable with it. Yeah. So, you know, that's that's tough. But um, and that kind of, you know, surprised me. But I also think, you know, when you're asking people for feedback, it is good to sort of try asking people whom don't like you <laughs> or at yep. least are kind of you know uh, neutral yeah. um, and it's good to spread the the question around an, uh, a population of different people to get feedback because you know that way you get a chance to average it out and see what's what, what a group of people think versus people who know you yep i think that's a great idea and with that we are getting ready to lock down the house of imp for this time Uh, but before we do some plugs, Imp, uh, do you have anything to say? Yeah, I, uh, I don't think I want to do blog anymore. I, I think cats are stupid and right. blogs are stupid. Right. And I want to have a YouTube channel. So, yeah, okay. that's what I want. So, houseofimp.com or facebook.com slash houseofimp. Check that out. Subscribe and... Uh, Take it away, Bill. Well, I'd like to plug our Facebook page, uh, www.facebook.com slash Icarus Machine. Um, I'd like to plug our website, uh, although it's a little behind in its uh, updates. Uh, I blame the uh, the administrator. <coughs> me. me. Uh, yep. www.icarusmachine.com. You can also find us on a variety of other uh, locales uh, like iTunes, uh, Spotify, 
most of the online uh, resellers and retailers, uh, other than Bandcamp, oddly enough, yeah, um, we were, were on Re- Reverb Nation. We're on SoundCloud. So all of those places are, are are places to to go and check out uh, what we're doing. And uh, of course, uh, check out uh, Patreon.com/slash Icarus Machine and become a patron. Yeah, you support, just beat me to it. Yeah, to support the band and what we do. Plus, this podcast, it's all in a package, so it's easy to do. So check that out. And, well, that uh, and also, don't, don't forget the books. Yeah, I'm not or, very good at promoting that stuff. I should uh, do that. <laughs> and I should also do uh, more writing, you know? Hmm. There Interesting. You go. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> I, I think I think I need to publish a few uh, excerpts and a couple of more chapters to get them out there. Try to see if I can get some feedback and uh, deal with it. Yeah, that's also f- cool stuff for Patreon. Yeah, it is. It is. So, yeah, check that out, and I will add uh, some more stuff there. So that's a that's a deal, I think. Well, thanks, Bill. And uh, whatever we missed, we'll deal with the next time. Right? Sounds like a win. (laughs) All righty. Thanks. (laughs) 